Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hi, friends. I'm back. I've missed you. (laughs) We've missed you, too. Summer has just been crazy for all of us, I think. Summer has been wonderful. I'm enjoying every second of it. Yes. You're getting in a lot of memories this week, too, before you guys have to get back into the hustle of things, aren't you? Yes. We actually are going to Disneyland on Saturday. Yay! Woohoo! And my daughter's moving out in a couple of weeks, so I'm taking time to spend with her and time with our family before she goes out into the big world into the big bad world which is 30 minutes away (laughs) (laughs) today we're going to talk about we were chatting um this past week and just talking about the fact that it's time to start thinking about christmas I know it's crazy to think that like, why are we thinking about Christmas this early? But with handmade businesses, we kind of have to because we only have so many hours in any given week or month to make products. But we know that November and December are going to be our highest volume sales months of the year. So we need to be ready for that. Yeah, it's definitely a busy time of the year. And when you're trying to create memories with your families and friends and hustle for the holidays, we really have to plan ahead. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only way to give yourself time to do everything you want to do. It's time to start thinking about what to do for Christmas and preparing for Christmas. So we thought we would talk to you guys today about just that, getting ready for the upcoming season, some of the things that we do to make sure that we can sort of maximize on sales during that busy time of the year and things that you may not have thought about before. So just kind of a little powwow to get ready for the holidays. I know I have some bins of things that need to be opened up that I saved that didn't sell last year. I probably put them out a little too late and some of them can be repurposed and resold hopefully. Um, Or some items you were talking about your candles that you make, which are delicious. And I had purchased some for family that lived in South Carolina and I had purchased a box of of candles and you sent them. So when I can't make things or create things, I like to seek out other artisans and you were one of those. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know if you're anything like me and you're very welcome, but I have tried really hard (laughs) to, I've, I've been giving gifts for years now that were my creations, things that I made. And this thing that I do, this making bug that I have is not going away anytime soon. But I feel like at some point, some of my family members might get a little tired of of getting my gifts. (laughs) So I'm the same way. I try to find other artists and friends that I can support with some gifts. So that's always awesome, too. But when it comes to just actually getting ready for Christmas, so I I always about this time of year, you'll usually find a sticky note on my calendar that says, you know, start thinking about Christmas. And I always look back at last year's sales to see what sold and to see what weeks were the busiest. Because for me, I sell obviously in my store 
But even like with craft fairs and things like that in the past, I noticed a trend that actually the closer you got to Christmas, the less you sold Christmas themed items. So I like to spend this time of year getting the Christmas stuff ready. And then when I have to restock, yeah, when I have to restock, I do things that aren't Christmas because by then people are either buying gifts or they're buying for themselves for after the holidays just because they're out shopping and they see something that they want. So really get the Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween things out sooner. Mm -hmm. Closer to that holiday, people are already ready to purchase something else. Absolutely. Halloween. If you have Halloween themed items, those need to go out on October 1st. If you put anything Halloween themed out after probably the 15th, it's probably you're not. Chances are not good, <laughs> except for just some last minute little decor things. But for the most part, Halloween themed items are going to go pretty quick toward the beginning of October. And then people are going to have that stuff bought and they're not going to be really buying that much of it. The closer you get to the holiday. That makes sense. And what yeah. about Thanksgiving? So Thanksgiving, I you can really start putting Thanksgiving stuff out mid-October. but And that's usually what I do personally. I'll put Thanksgiving out mid-October and give it two weeks kind of on its own. But then we have our holiday open house the first Tuesday of November. Because really, the way that the world operates these days, Christmas starts going out in the big box stores before Halloween. But I don't have it in me to do Christmas for, before Halloween. I just can't do it. So we always have our open house the Tuesday after. And that's when I put out Christmas. And that's when I want to make sure to have all of my Christmas themed stuff out. Because that's mostly going to sell in November, maybe the first week of December. And do you do gift cards? Have you ever done gift cards or yeah. um, special, you know, special things like that? Absolutely. I sell, we sell gift cards at the store, of course, which are just for the store in general. But I have, you know, I have a website where I've sold gift cards before. I've sold gift cards to people who already had a connection with me. They already purchased things for me and they reached out because they knew they wanted to give someone the gift of custom jewelry, but they wanted them to be able to design it. So I let them buy basically like buy a credit, buy a gift certificate for that person that they could redeem later when they were ready to participate in the design process. That's always fun. That's a really good idea. I've sold, um, you know, hand, I do hand painted mixed media portraits. So I've sold some gift certificates for those. And yeah. um, it's a great way to give a gift for sure. It is. It is. Especially when you know that someone is going to want, especially when it's something like that, when it is art and you want them to be able to have a say in it, but you want, that's what you want to give them giving them a gift certificate or arranging for some kind of custom purchase after the fact is always a nice way um, to support artists and to also just give a really meaningful gift. I'm all about meaningful gift giving. I don't like the idea of just swapping money. I feel like presents need to have some, some sentiment behind them when at all possible. I've always wanted to approach family and ask for everything to be handmade. And I, I think that would be really cool. Um, what you made, if you knew how to make something out of wood, you made something out of wood. If you know how to make cookies, you made cookies and put it in a tin, you know, where it's really a gift from your heart instead of just a box store that probably is big box store. And it's probably not even made here, 
which isn't the worst thing, but I just feel like it gets further and further away from the true intention. Yeah, I totally get it. And sometimes those things can have a lot of meaning, which is great and wonderful. But like you said, a lot of times, I feel like a lot of times we, we talk about it in my family. Sometimes when you start buying gift cards, for, especially for gifts, you start to just sort of feel like you're passing money around unless it's a gift card to like a special store or like we were talking about like to an artisan for something unique or whatever. But, you know, it takes all kinds. And I know everybody doesn't necessarily agree with that. But as handmade artists and makers, that's, of course, something that we're really focused on is the, the meaningful and the sentiment behind the gift. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Do you have a way to look at your sales from last year to see what sold and when it sold? I think because I was just kind of getting started in this whole process. Um, if the, I did a lot through, well, I have a handwritten list of things that I did. I was focusing a lot on uh, the mixed media portraits, I think, during Christmas mm -hmm. time. So I did a lot of those. And I think as an artist, it, different things strike my fancy and I decide to do that. So one year I had made a bunch of um, tile ornaments and I had hand painted them with oil paint on them. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what shows I've gotten into. Like I've done different craft shows or, um, you know, jury art shows. So that yeah. will determine which direction I'm going to put my focus into. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I always, I mean, that that's something that I do, but again, I do, I don't do as many shows as I used to. Now that I have the store, I primarily focus on the store and online sales. And so I do a lot. It may be different stuff, but it's the same categories, right? Different designs, but the same things, if that makes any sense. So I usually look back at the year before and kind of see what weeks, especially in November and December were busier and make sure that I'm prepared because the reality is, we only have so many hours in any given week. And if we want to reach maximum sales for those sales months, we need to have the, the product ready ahead of time in order to keep the shelf stocked. So I always kind of look back at that and see what seemed to be a good seller. If I sold out of anything, you know, during the holidays last year, I always try to make a note of that so I can go back and look and make sure to have more in stock this year. Absolutely. That's really good idea. And then I'm trying to figure out how do I get myself in the mood? I'm going to have to <laughs> some Christmas movies or Christmas music or something. <laughs> well, and if you don't do now, you know, everyone doesn't necessarily do a lot of holiday themed items per se. They just sell a lot of gifts. And it sounds like you did a lot of gifts last year. Yes. So a good thing you could do really is go ahead and start kind of promoting the idea that people could commission you for custom portraits for Christmas and they could go ahead and start getting those orders in now. And even if you don't get the orders right away, you've got them thinking about it. And hopefully they'll start coming in, say, late September, which would give you time to do more of them during the holiday season for delivery by Christmas. Right. I definitely want to leave room open so that I am not rushing. Right. Missing out on my own experience during the holidays. So that's a really good tip is really getting people thinking about what we make and what we offer before they're headed to the store. <laughs> exactly. Get them thinking about it, get it on their calendar. And you can even start 
I mean, you know, I know it's August, so you may want to wait until September or October. But at some point, I start advertising the fact that when my cutoff for orders, my cutoff for custom orders for Christmas delivery, my cutoff for any kind of order for shipping for Christmas. Yeah. So that people are aware of those dates and in doing that and reminding them that I have things for them. The hope, of course, is that I'm letting them know and reminding them, hey, you want to shop with me, right? But you need to do that early because I'm like you. I like to be able to enjoy my holidays. There yeah. comes a point the week before Christmas that I'm ready to just I can't completely turn it off because I do have the brick and mortar. But as far as custom work and online orders and things like that. I do put a, a cut off on it because I don't want to be rushing around on Christmas, like two days before Christmas Eve, trying to get things in the mail. And Oh, that's, the, that's just crazy. Fanny yeah. at the post office during the holiday season, like right before when everyone feels entitled. Yeah. It is a, is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to avoid that. Yeah. So definitely think ahead. Another thing for people to really think about as they're getting ready for Christmas <clears throat> you know, think about where you're selling, where you sell, if you sell in a store or an event fair or, or wherever it is or online, um, who the people that are coming to you, who they're actually shopping for, because that's something that I've seen, too, is people who will go to a fair and they just they, they're just in front of the wrong group of people. So just really keep that in mind when you're preparing for these fairs that you want to make sure you're thinking about who, the customer that's shopping with you and who they're shopping for. And that doesn't mean that you change necessarily what you do, but maybe it means that that's not the market for you and your money would be better spent participating in a different market or going in a different direction. Yeah. I've had to be very, very careful about which markets I participate in because we only have so much time. Exactly. A lot of times people will see my, my artwork on social media and they're like, Oh, we're having a shop my porch sale. We would love for you to come. And I ask who is attending and I just have to be very like, if it's a bunch of crocheted dish towels, it's probably not the right show for me. Yeah. <laughs> because you're doing more art, like yeah. fine art really, or at least close to it. Right. You know, that's not that. Yeah, you're right. It's not the same customer, especially, you know, like you're talking a porch where it's, it feels maybe a little more like an upscale yard sale kind of situation. Yes. Um, which is great. <laughs> They're good, too. Yeah. It's really um, well thought out. And, you know, you can make it an event and you have people with like minded or, you know, similar styles of yeah. objects. I had a friend who did it and then she had a little hot chocolate bar um set up and that was really cool it was more of an event and it was very well done it wasn't just flat tables with stuff flat on there you know nice that so, sounds like so much fun how we present things is absolutely important too always always presentation is is a lot <laughs> presentation means a lot Another thing I will say too, you know, we're talking about Christmas themed gifts or, you know, Christmas themed products. And yes, it, it can be fun. If you have something that's Christmas themed, like I said, you'll probably move a fair amount of that in November, but December is still going to be a very high traffic month. But when people are buying gifts, unless it's a gift, say for a coworker or for a Christmas, like, like a Christmas party where they're maybe doing like a, like a gift exchange kind of thing. 
most people are trying to buy gifts that aren't necessarily holiday themed because by the time they're giving gifts on Christmas, Christmas is over. So they want to give something that that person can immediately use. So keep that in mind and make sure that you still are keeping your, whether it's an event fair booth or a booth in a store or your online store, that you're still keeping a healthy inventory of things that are not holiday themed that people can buy for gifts. And then like a side note on top of that, people are out shopping for other people, but they still really want to buy some things for themselves. So make it easy. I've noticed when you do a two for deal, whether it's giving them just a little bit of a discount if they buy two or whether it's buy one, get a percentage off the second one. People will really take advantage of that the holidays because they can do a whole, you know, one for you and one for me situation. Yes. One for me, <laughs> one for you, everyone. That's right. That's a great idea. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you're making things to make things that you could make some kind of offer like that, that would help you move a lot more product and take advantage of the extra eyes, you know, on what you create. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. We did a Christmas in July week at the store a couple of weeks ago. And the idea was that it was July and we wanted people to have an opportunity to maybe go ahead and clear out some of the items that they had last year that, you know, were left over, or maybe go ahead and test out a few things that they were thinking about making for the coming season to see what people thought of it and get some feedback. And it was just one week. And I, in fact, it wasn't even a full week. I think it was five days, but we had so much fun with that. And we had so many people come out and express interest in what we were doing so we've decided we're going to do it even bigger next year. Um, it'll still just be a week probably, but to make it bigger because I don't know, there's just something about July. It's a, it's not a weird month. It's a fun month because everyone's traveling and whatnot, but your schedules are just so different and weird and you've passed the halfway point of the year. So you are thinking about the fact that the holidays are going to be here before you know it. Cause you just realized that, wow, the first half of the year is already gone. Um, so it, it's a good time for that. So, you know, obviously I'm I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina, but anybody that's listening that's, you know, that's not around here that's looking to plug into something like that, go pitch that idea to somebody because we had a lot of fun with it. We're definitely going to do it again next year. So what did it look like? Your vendor set up um, specific items that were Christmassy? Did you have any Christmas trees? Did you have lights up? We did. Um, we didn't necessarily have any extra lights up just because we didn't know how it was going to be received since this was, was the first year. Mm -hmm. So we didn't go quite to that extent, but we did pull out most of our trees actually to decorate. And our vendors were given the opportunity to set up sort of an extra space in our pop-up area to put up Christmas displays and things. We played Christmas music for a week to kind of get everybody in the mindset. We had a, a little display up front where we had some a Christmas tree decorated. So we had a lot of fun with it. I love that. I'll definitely look into that next year for the space that I'm in because I, mm -hmm. I am in a booth. I'm in, I do live in San Diego, California, and I have a spot in a store called Thoughtful Creations, which is in La Mesa. And I know that they had talked about doing something like that at Christmas in July. Mm -hmm. But I think next year uh, I'll, uh, I'll be ready to participate in that. Yeah. The key is to plan ahead. The key for everything is to plan ahead. If we wait until it's on top of us, we don't have time to pull it together. 
So you need to make a note on your calendar for like May of next year to start talking about the Christmas in July and getting that set up and planned. See, that makes sense. So you made a lot of good suggestions about creating like two for one deals or buy one, get a discount. Um, you talked about making sure that our, our products are ready before the actual holiday, but also have regular items that we sell available for people that want to purchase gifts that will be able to be displayed all year or used all year. And I also think there's, it's during this time, it's important to have a variety of price points because sometimes there's a little kid that wants to purchase something. And sometimes there's, you know, someone who wants to purchase a very large item, but when you have a variety of price points, I think that really helps sales during this time because people have lots of different checklists. And when you have a variety, you can, you can probably make more of those checklists happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you have a lot of smalls that you can do, like if you have a lot of small items that are a low price point that you carry year round, look at ways that you might could turn that into a gift set because that could actually help you get that larger price point. If you sell a lot of smaller things, but you can look at what you have and create a nice, you know, gorgeous basket or bag that's filled with goodies that you can put a little tag on. They could just buy that and it in and of itself is a gift for someone on their list. And you just increased your, you know, your point of sale pretty significantly. I think sometimes it helps people to remember who they could be giving a gift to. So I've seen lists, don't forget the teachers, don't forget the mailman, don't forget, um, you know, your local so-and-so, um, co-workers. And when you have things that are similar items, like someone makes a bunch of keychains, mm -hmm. like that's a great gift for co-workers if you do that, you know? So yeah. even having a, maybe a possible, like, these are great gifts for, with suggested ideas. Absolutely. Or Sister, don't forget your your brother, you know, things like that. Yeah. And those can make great in-store displays, but that's also really great social media content when you're trying to post and send people to a website for certain things, especially smaller items. Right. All right. We're going to switch it up and we're going to do rapid fire. But this time I'm asking the questions because I'm not that quick of an answerer. Okay. Miss <laughs> Danielle, what was the best Christmas gift you've ever received? Oh my gosh. Super, super hard to pick one. Um, however, I did, and, and this is kind of a cop out, but it's just true. Um, my husband proposed at Christmas time. So Aww. Yeah. I hear everyone saying that. Oh, I know. So I got, I, I mean, obviously I got my engagement ring at Christmas, but he also actually made y'all super sweet. I'm, I'm cheesing it up for us today. He made me this clay ornament. And he put like LED lights and everything. His original plan was to put <laughs> his original plan was to put the ring on top of the tree, like the tree topper. But then he was afraid that something would happen. So instead, he bought me a pair of uh, white sapphire earrings and put one of the earrings there to be the tree topper. Which Wait. I'm not gonna lie, kind of like for just a split second, I'm like, wow, all this fanfare for earrings because you know we dated for like three three years before we got married. So by the time we got engaged, I was I was waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So I opened the ornament and I'm looking at it. And before I have the time to have that thought, though, when I turned around, he was he was down on one knee. So super sweet. And it was at Christmas time because he knows how much I love Christmas. So that was probably the best Christmas present. That wins. <laughs> Christmas song, carol song, jingle. Favorite Christmas song or carol. You know, <laughs> it's so funny because it's not a Christmas song. <clears throat> exactly. But have you ever listened to the Winter Songs album? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It came out about, gosh, probably, I don't know. It's been out for a long time. It's probably been out at least six or seven years. But it was an album and it. I know Sarah Bareilles was on it and a few other indie female artists kind of at the beginning of her career put together this album called Winter Songs. And they're one of the songs, the title song of the album is Winter Song. And that's probably my favorite. It always gets hung up in my head. As soon as it starts getting cold, that song just like plays on repeat in my head. So not a traditional Christmas song, but it's probably my favorite. And then aside from that, of course, it's all I want for Christmas, right? I mean, just like every basic white girl in America, we love us some Mariah Carey. <laughs> um, one of the albums that I love is the Amy Grant Christmas mm -hmm. album. And then I also like, um, I think it's called she and him. Yes. Zoe Deschanel's. Yes. And that Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. So good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of stocking stuffers do you get? Do you guys do stockings in your home? We do. Um, there's always a lot of candy. And then like, we'll do little things like I almost always, you know, I make jewelry. So I pretty much always put a pair of earrings in all the girls stockings and, you know, the guys, they'll always get like their favorite, maybe not their favorite gadget. That's not really the right way to put that, but they, we almost always find some kind of fun gadget that they don't have that we can put in their stockings. One of my sisters is really great about buying everyone chapstick every year. Another one buys <laughs> One of my sisters buys everyone a little uh, travel size poopery every year and puts it in their stocking. <laughs> the gift. So we all just contribute random little stuff. So I have an aunt that always buys us fun socks. I yeah. look forward to fun socks. And this year, now that now that my kids are older, they're starting to like put stuff into my stocking. So that's kind of exciting because, you know, moms often get left out in the stocking situation. So this year, all of a sudden, like I, I had like more chapsticks than I could ever use. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We get my mom an entire container of pecan sandies every year. Somebody does either my stepdad or one of us. Someone will always get that for her because that's her favorite. And then it doesn't leave much room for anything else. But then as we've gotten older, we've gotten better, like you said, about getting things. So like Sometimes hers is really overflowing. <laughs> oh, pecan sandies go inside of her stocking. Go inside the stocking, yes. I think your mom needs a bigger stocking. Well, let me tell you, she's got a pretty big stocking. So <laughs> her entire set of stockings for the family is a set that I made for her, handmade for her uh, several years ago, actually, before I, I think it was before I even got married. Um, oh. And they're crocheted, but they're different colors. There's these snowmen that I added to the front. They've all got little, they're very elaborate, but they're also very big. 
So like to fill these stockings up, you cannot hang them on the mantle anymore. We've, we've yet to find any kind of hook or anything that could hold these things on the mantle. If you actually, if you even halfway fill them up because they're pretty big stockings. So. Very cool. I've, I've had to upgrade my stocking over the years. You know, we you had to do what now? I'm sorry. I had to upgrade our stockings. You know, they were kind of skinny. And then I realized, oh, not much fits in here. <laughs> they were really pretty, but. <laughs> do you have any fun family traditions over the holidays? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we do. We have, well, okay. I say, you say fun family traditions. I don't know that they're necessarily different than anybody else's, but we love Christmas. Um, and we love hanging out together. My family does. And we know that the closer you get to Christmas, the harder it is to spend a lot of time together because everyone has all of these demands on their schedule to be in so many places. So we actually do Christmas. We celebrate Christmas at least a full week ahead of time. Sometimes it's closer to two and we block off a whole weekend and we all still go to my mom's house. We'll stay there together all weekend, hang out. Um, and we make a whole ordeal of it and we open presents and we go to church together on Sunday and we do all the fun things that way we can really spend a lot of time together and do like Christmas baking and watch some movies and that kind of thing. And then we don't have to be rushed at the holidays because that entire side of our family has already celebrated Christmas together. So we're all free to go experience Christmas holidays with the other side of the family or friends or neighbors or whatever else it is that we want to do. So that's amazing. I love that. I know there's certain like kind of checklists that we do. I, I look forward to pumpkin lattes <laughs> and, and I look forward to hot chocolate bars and ugly sweater parties. It'll be interesting to see what this year looks like, you know, with being able to get together with friends and family. True. I'm hoping that it is normal-ish. <laughs> um, we like to go, there's a neighborhood that puts up a ton of Christmas lights. So we mm -hmm. like to go do that. And I've always wanted to set up Christmas decorations in that little circle. Because <laughs> I think I can paint a bunch of little Christmas signs and people are going to want them. I just need to find a house over there. They'll let me set up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the trick. We have a couple of places like that locally. A few houses or neighborhoods that just go all out with their decorations and people can drive through and see the lights. And we usually try to do that at least one night. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm also a Christmas movie junkie. Are you? I love Christmas movies. Hallmark, Lifetime, Netflix. If there's if there is a cheesy rom-com Christmas movie out there, I guarantee you I'm going to watch it. <laughs> uh, we love Elf. I think that's one of our favorites. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like the Muppet Christmas Carol. That's like a silly one from my mm -hmm. childhood that I like that the kids aren't as endeared with. Yeah. Um what are some other ones? It's just, it's fun. It's, it's a fun time to be able to go through all of those different traditions. Oh yeah. I watch white Christmas every year. I love oh. white Christmas. It's my, it's my favorite Christmas movie. I have to watch it every year. The holiday is not complete. Oh, I love that. 
What is your favorite Christmas ornament that you put on your tree? Well, again, it's a little bit of a cop out, but we have a couple of ornaments that are my favorite that we got in memory of my son the year that he was born. Yes. Um, and we put those out every year. So even if even on the few years where we haven't really put up a tree, we put up a little mini tree and get those out and put them up. That's beautiful. I love that you are so good at celebrating him. Absolutely. And this episode, he would have been five. Um, when this episode airs, it would have been last week that we would have celebrated what would have been his fifth birthday. So happy birthday, James. Happy You're birthday, James. Yeah. Trying to think of my favorite Christmas ornament. There's one that is two little acorns and they're painted like it's really, I love finding kind of random and weird vintage ornaments. Yes. Acorns. And I think they're painted like snowman and there's like big globs of glitter on it. And I don't know. It's so endearing. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. There's another one that we get out every year that I really enjoy. There's actually two of them because we got them as gifts one year. Mm -hmm. And we each got one. And they're like these little s'mores people. Oh, cute. Like, like, I don't know where they came from exactly or why the theme was necessarily s'mores. I can't remember. But um, someone in our family gave everyone these little s'mores ornaments and they were, but they were little people. The s'mores were people. And so they all kind of had like a theme. Uh, it was interesting. Now, do you decorate the same every year or do you switch it up and have a different theme? I have a friend and she changes her tree every year and it's fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. I would love to Amazing. be that person. Yes. But I just don't have my home like that together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also very sentimental and I only put, put up, up one tree. Do you put up your own lights or do you pay someone to do that? No, no, I do. I do put up all our own stuff. I don't, I don't pay anyone to decorate because that's something I got to be able to do, which honestly, I, yeah, no, I don't pay anybody to decorate. <laughs> but we put up your tree. What's that? When do you put up your Christmas tree? I Are try to put it up the weekend. It, traditionally, up until a few years ago, I always put it up the weekend after Thanksgiving. Okay. But, you know, once you own a brick and mortar, the weekend after Thanksgiving is really hectic. So now it's usually like the week after that. But I like to put it up pretty early because I like to really enjoy it. I feel like we put ours up this last year in November. Oh, we put ours up last this past year on Christmas Eve, but <laughs> I was really busy last year. <laughs> hey, you, you did it. Hey, it got put up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking about this wintry season when it's still light and sunny outside. <laughs> still very bright, still very warm, but we can at least start thinking about it, right? Yes. So let me ask you something. What is your, um, I'm going to ask you questions anyway. You tried to get out of it, but it's not going to happen. What's your favorite Christmas drink? Something with alcohol. Something with alcohol. Okay. Like anything specific or just anything with alcohol? <laughs> um, there was a drink that I made and it had like cranberries in it. Ooh. But it was. was it Did you do like homemade wassail? Something, yes, it was like that. And that was quite delicious where it's, it's 
I love like chai flavors. Yes. Thing that has like chai, but then it also warms your belly with a little bit of alcohol. Um, <laughs> I I love pumpkin chais. So yeah, I will drink. I will eat and drink pumpkin stuff as long as I can. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So do you um, have you ever made apple cider from scratch? I have. Isn't that fun? It is fun. Yeah. For a while I was super into canning and pickling and doing all of those things, preserving. And, um, there was, there's a house up the road that had apple tree an apple tree. And one day they were just letting all the apples there. And I tried to knock on the door and no one was there. So I stole their apples before the birds did. And I made applesauce and apple butter and apple cider, all of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have a lot of apple farms around here. So we usually try to go apple picking and do the whole cider and donuts and all the fun stuff, at least sometime, at least once. Um, but I made, yeah, I did that from scratch one year and it was so much fun and it made the house smell so good. And I swore I was going to do it every single year and I haven't done it again since. But it's one of those things that is still like, it's always on the list. It just doesn't seem to happen much, but I'm going to go ahead and put it back on the list right now so that maybe I'll do it before I get too busy this year. Yes. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> well, Crystal, thanks for hanging out like always. It was so much fun. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas early. <laughs> Love you guys. Let's rock this season. That's all for today's episode of Makers Chat. Thanks again for joining us. If you haven't already joined the community on Facebook, we would love to have you over there. Simply check our show notes for the link to join. And if you have been enjoying these episodes, we would love for you to leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And stay tuned because later this week, I am going to have a short mini series on the podcast introducing you to my comprehensive online course for handmade business owners, the Makers Framework. We are going to be talking about how you can start right where you are and take your handmade business to the next level so that you can build the job of your dreams.